You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. The Vancouver Park Board isn't dead yet. By Jen St. Denis, December 13, 2023. It's a dark December Monday night at the Vancouver Park Board's 1960s-era headquarters, located at the entrance to the city's famous Stanley Park. Inside the wood-paneled building, the seven members of the elected Park Board sit around a round table. Speakers are lined up to ask the board to save the beloved pond in their South Vancouver Park and reject a proposal to turn the pond into a natural wetland. In the end, the commissioners vote to save the Memorial South Park Pond and other water features like it. It might seem a small issue, but wrapped up in the decision are questions about climate change, water use, and social equity as Vancouver's summers get hotter and drier. Later in the meeting, the board will hear a dire report on the state of the city's iconic Kitsilano Pool, which was heavily damaged by winter storms in 2022 and is now considered to be at the end of its life. The Oceanside Pool is vulnerable to the more frequent atmospheric rivers, storm surges, and sea level rise the BC coast expects in the coming years. I love the park board, former Commissioner Sarah Blythe says as she watches residents, including a 15-year-old high school student, making the case to keep the pond. She says it's the level of democracy that often feels closest to the everyday concerns of residents. But tonight tensions are simmering around the big round table. Mayor Ken Sim has vowed to put an end to the elected body, and Blythe and eight other former commissioners have shown up to support the four park board commissioners who are fighting to keep it. Three of those commissioners are from Sim's own ABC party, making this an especially bitter conflict. Vancouver is the only city in Canada with an elected park board, and there's been a continuing discussion about whether it's necessary to have an elected board or if the responsibilities should be folded into city council to save resources and money. But while Sim included a promise to get rid of the elected park board in 2018, when he lost to Kennedy Stewart, it wasn't in the ABC platform when he ran and won in 2022. On December 6, Sim suddenly announced plans to ask the provincial government to amend the Vancouver Charter to allow city council to end the elected park board. That motion will be introduced at Council Wednesday. Many critics say the way he's trying to make this huge change is undemocratic. If Sim really wants to change the current system, they say, his party should campaign on the issue in the next election or hold a referendum so voters can have their say. You had more public input on a pond than a system of government, former Parks Commissioner Donna Morgan, 1993-96, told ABC Commissioner Jaspreet Verdi after the Monday night meeting. The question remains, why did the mayor suddenly decide to use political capital and council time to end an elected body his party supposedly controlled? Here's what we know so far about the -the behind-the-scenes maneuvering that led to the split. A Tuesday night in December. According to the three ABC commissioners who have now split with the party, tensions among the six ABC commissioners had been growing for months. The seventh commissioner, Tom Digby, ran with the Green Party. Laura Christensen, 
Brennan Bastiovansky and Scott Jensen, who oppose Sims' plan, say they disagreed with Verdi, Angela Hare and Marie-Claire Howard on three big issues, the timeline for the removal of a bike lane on Stanley Park Drive, the location of a new synthetic turf field and the election of the board chair. Verdi, Howard and Hare did not respond to the Thais requests for an interview to respond to Christensen, Bastiovansky and Jensen's interpretation of events. One lane of Stanley Park Drive had been made into a bike lane during the COVID-19 pandemic to give residents more options for getting outdoors, but after drivers complained, ABC campaigned on removing the bike lane. Christensen, who is a civil engineer, said she raised concerns about the proposed timeline to remove the lane. It was a big opening of disagreement amongst the commissioners, Christensen told the tie. Ken, Sim, felt very strongly that we needed to remove the bike lane completely. Christensen said she, Bastiovansky and Jensen were in favor of options presented by park staff to include some sections of the bike lane that would improve pedestrian safety and would not impact traffic. To us, it seemed like a really great option, because the campaign promise was to end the temporary bike lane and put in a permanent one, and that was what I campaigned on. Despite her misgivings, Christensen said, she and the five other ABC commissioners voted to remove the lane in the winter of 2022, promising a new bike lane would be in place the following spring. That new bike lane is still not in place. An ABC promise to install a synthetic turf field for field hockey at Moberly Park was another divisive issue. Christensen, Bastiovansky, and Jensen say they couldn't understand why ABC was so focused on placing the turf field at Moberly Park, a smaller park in a residential family neighborhood right next to an elementary school. The three commissioners say they believe nearby Oak Park or Churchill Park would be better options and anticipated that the neighbors of Moberly Park would be upset about the bright evening field lights across from their homes. At a May 29 board meeting, they and Digby voted to ask park staff to do community consultations before approving the Moberly Field. Christensen said she continues to be perplexed by ABC's push to locate the turf field in Moberly Park when Oak Park is flat and larger, has more parking and is located next to a community center. During the Monday night meeting, Commissioner Verdi said Christensen, Bastiovansky, and Jensen's no vote on the Moberly Park turf field plan was a sign that the park board was broken, because, he said, a large number of supporters had showed up to support a turf field for Moberly. Didn't staff say they wanted that in another field though? Former Commissioner Aaron Jasper asked, as former Commissioners Morgan and John Kupar also lobbed questions at Verdi in an impromptu scrum. Didn't your staff do an analysis, and felt that should be in another field? Finally, Christensen said, on November 27, she, Bastiovansky, and Jensen voted against ABC's preferred choice for park board chair, Marie-Claire Howard. Along with the Greens Digby, Christensen, Bastiovansky, and Jensen voted to make Jensen chair. We got a lot of pressure to vote for her as chair, Christensen said. Christensen, Bastiovansky, and Jensen believe it was after that vote that ABC put their plan into action. As has been reported by the Vancouver Sun, all six ABC Park board commissioners were called to an evening meeting on December 6.
Christensen, Bastiovansky, and Jensen say they weren't told what the meeting was about, although local media had been reporting leaked information that the park board elimination was coming. Christensen, who has a five-week-old baby, wasn't able to attend the meeting in person but expected to be able to join the meeting by phone. But Bastiovansky and Jensen say the mayor's chief of staff, Trevor Ford, did not allow that option. Bastiovansky and Jensen say they were told at the meeting about Sim's plan to announce his motion to eliminate the board the next day, and they had until 8 a.m. to tell the party whether they would support the plan. They were also required to sign non-disclosure agreements that expired the next morning. Asked to respond to Christensen, Bastiovansky, and Jensen's version of events, the mayor's chief of staff, Ford, told the TAI, I have a very different recollection of the events, but I do not have any interest in relitigating the past. Instead, we are focused on moving forward with what's best for Vancouver. The mayor came in, he spoke for less than five minutes and dropped the bombshell that he was abolishing the park board, Bastiovansky said. He said, any questions, you can talk to staff, and then he just up and walked out. On the morning of December 7, Christensen tweeted a photo of the email she had received from Sims' chief of staff, Ford, despite never receiving the information there was a plan to get rid of the elected park board or the requirement that she declare her support by 8 a.m. We will move forward with the park board transition team without you three as you have chosen not to support the mayor on the folding of the park board, Ford wrote. I thank you for your service and wish you the best of luck going forward. There is no need for any of you to attend the press conference this morning nor attend any future transitional planning meetings around park board as well. Bastiovansky says the way Christensen was sidelined was misogynist. Ford did not respond for a request to respond to Christensen, Bastiovansky, and Jensen's characterization of the December 6 meeting. The three commissioners now consider themselves to be independent elected officials. The Mayor's Case In an interview on CBC's On the Coast on December 6, Sim listed a number of problems that showed the park board was broken. A looper moth infestation in Stanley Park killed one in four trees. Last year, a chunk of the aquatic center fell off, and you have parents and kids who play at Trout Lake Little League who have literally raised their own money so they can improve the playing field for their kids, and they're being stopped by the park board. But current and former park board commissioners say the city either is responsible for much of that facility's maintenance, the aquatic center and the Stanley Park train are two examples or has been underfunding parks and recreation. To back up this claim, Christensen pointed to a slide in a recent Parks Board report showing that Vancouver Parks receive a lower percentage of municipal funding than five other North American cities. ABC was elected with majorities on council, school board and the park board on a key promise to increase funding for the police, a promise the party has delivered increasing spending for the Vancouver Police Department by $28.7 million, or 8.3%, last year. This year, the VPD is asking for $36.1 million, an increase of 9.5%. While ABC campaigned on a promise to not increase taxes, last year property taxes went up by over 10%, a trend that was similar throughout Canadian municipalities, 
and this year property taxes are estimated to rise by 7.6%. Sim has repeatedly said his business management background will help him to find efficiencies in municipal spending. Bastiovansky says he's skeptical that getting rid of the elected park board will result in savings for taxpayers. All the shared services are already aligned, previous governments have already done that, Bastiovansky said. HR, finance, all of those are already shared between the city and parks. Without an elected board whose purpose is to safeguard parkland, Bastiovansky said he's concerned that Vancouver's parks could be sold or developed. The only thing it's going to allow them to do is strip out park board assets and sell off parts of the park, Bastiovansky said. If they're gonna go this far and surprise everybody, there's only one upside, which is the selling of land. Then you have to wonder whether or not that's the underlying motive for them to do it. Ford is adamant, however, that ABC has no plans to sell off or develop parkland. There is no plan, nor will there ever be a plan under Mayor Sim, to sell or develop any of our parks for housing, he told the Thai. I feel sick to my stomach. At the Wednesday Park Board meeting, Christensen, Bastiovansky, Jensen and Digby wanted to send a message, the Park Board isn't dead yet. They proposed and approved a motion to write to the province affirming their commitment to keeping the elected body going. Howard, Hare and Verdi voted no to that motion, with Verdi saying he felt sick to my stomach every time he ate the sandwiches provided to Park Board commissioners while they're sitting through long meetings. We go to events and spend taxpayers' money and we get nothing done, he said. After the meeting, Morgan, the former Park Board Commissioner, pressed Verdi on whether he would sit on an appointed board. He declined to answer. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the Taiyi.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.